Okay. okay. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome, Trevor, to my home. Yeah, I'm uh, doing a little bit of a remote session this time. Uh, so we watched a few things um, over the last few days. We watched uh, this longer needle drop interview with Andrew Callahan. Um, for the, any of you who don't know, Andrew Callahan is this, uh, he's a YouTuber. He does pretty guerrilla journalism. Used to be the host of All Gas, No Breaks, now Channel 5. Um, and the Needle Drop, you could tell us a little bit more about Needle Drop. Yeah, another YouTuber who made a career out of um, doing musical reviews on his channel. And uh, he's a pretty exciting guy. He's got enough notoriety that he's had New York Times pieces written about him. And Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So he's like a... He's like a next level YouTuber. He's yeah. Like, he's like the real deal. Yeah, yeah. He's like a great example of somebody that's actually gone legit. Um, you see his reviews listed on Wikipedia articles for albums, for example. You know, it'll, uh-huh. it'll have like a little table, Rolling Stone, Pitchfork, etc. He's like a he's like a journalistic like source, like yeah. valid. Yeah. He's the real de- real deal. Which he got there just by being really consistent and really good with reviews and doing just an enormous amount of them. It seems like I can't keep up. Like I, I've I follow him on YouTube, uh-huh. and I can't keep up with like his content. It's so frequent. Right, right. Which I guess is a good thing. Do are do you like consume like a hundred percent of his stuff? No, no, not even yeah. close. Yeah, yeah. I hardly even listen to any mu- new music anymore. So same. Don't have a lot of need for music reviewers. We talked about this, like our music consumption habits at least for me have gotten very bad over the last few years oh yeah ever since i got introduced to like spotify premium it the way that that app works like really reinforces bad listening habits i think how so where i'll listen to an album uh which i enjoy and then i'll just be in a situation where i need to listen to some more music and then it'll just show me like on the home page the most recent stuff i've been listening to so it's more likely that I'm just going to like go listen to something I very recently just listened to as opposed to like going further back in my library. Uh-huh. It's not listed alphabetically necessarily. And also like the route to get to where you just are looking at like your library is like a few extra taps. So oh, I see what you mean. from the homepage, it's just kind of reinforcing that I just keep listening to the same shit uh-huh. over and over again. And it makes me crazy. Yeah. No, I agree. It's It's like not... I think still the best way to do it is when I used to curate my own music library. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing that we watched, bringing it all back, is The Northman. Uh-huh. I saw that in theaters. Yesterday. Yesterday. Last night. Yeah. Uh, Robert Eggers and apparently uh, Alexander Skarsgård, who is the main actor, uh-huh. co-wrote it. Which, oh. I, which I didn't know. That, okay, so he's a Skarsgård. Yeah. I, this is how much effort I put into it. Last night we were like, Skarsgård, isn't that like the It guy? Like uh, the guy who plays It in the movie? Uh-huh. And that guy is a Skarsgård, but not this Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I didn't have enough effort to like see if those two were related or not. Uh-huh. They just have the same. Icelandic? Is that Icelandic? nordic it's nordic it's north i think 
North. I think it's a northern name. Uh huh. <laughs> they probably haven't gone through the trouble of figuring out if they're related either. No. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a Viking movie. What's it about? It's about rage <laughs> isn't that the like the most underlying thing like everybody's just like screaming and rage yeah. the whole time yeah i feel like this movie's gonna get a lot of love from like uh like gym rats like as like a like a desktop background uh-huh. treatment you know what i'm saying uh-huh. it's like or poorly um like poorly designed like instagram memes about masculinity will feature a lot of stills from this movie like the 300 like effect. 300 or like what happens when like a joker movie comes out just like people use it people weaponize it to promote their own bullshit mm-hmm. uh robert Eggers says like uh he took time in, in that interview that a24 podcast interview to say that like he's not a like he he cuts a fine line he's like i love that kind of stuff like i think it's like so cool but i'm not coming at it from like like i'm a gentle guy he's like, like growing up i like listen to musicals and stuff and what do you mean likes that kind of stuff like macho <clears throat> action movies he, what? the norse aesthetic vikings and all uh-huh. of that like he loves it uh-huh he thinks it's cool uh-huh. But he's not like, uh, and he's not aggro in any way. Like he seems like a soft-spoken, right, chill guy who's into. That's good because your kind of immediate assumption when you see somebody who's like, "Man, I'm really like into Vikings. I'm into like Norse mythology, or I like the idea of being a Viking." That sounds like maybe a problemsome person in your life that you don't want to hang around with. Uh huh. But if you can. Because Robert Eggers has kind of, like, established himself as being someone who, he just likes things from, like, a super historically accurate point of view. Like, his first movie, The Witch, was all about, uh, you haven't seen it, have you? You have? Yeah, I saw it. Oh, okay. Um, like, all the language in that movie is, like, super old English. It's, like, all, it's borderline, like, ununderstandable. Right. Um kind of shakespearean so i think if you have a dude like that who's like i'm gonna make a viking movie you can like suspend your uh, suspend your doubts yeah yeah and i did and it paid off i like this movie but it is like a hardcore movie about masculinity and violence it's just a straight up like action movie Uh I i feel like i mean like there's other cool stuff in it but it's it's pretty mainstream, like, action movie, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Right? Period action movie. Yeah, I'd say so. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. Even, like, last night when we were done, uh, Stacy was like, I don't really think there's anything special about the story. She said that while you were in the bathroom. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, that's they're, right. <laughs> they were very straightforward with the story, even in the trailer. Uh-huh. Gave you the whole gist of the movie, and there was no real surprise. There's no deviation from the overall structure that was set up from there. The only the real plot. the only real twist is the the mother is evil. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the only surprise. Um, spoiler alert. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, it's a pretty by-the-books revenge, uh, revenge story. Yeah. Any standout moments for you? I really liked all the like the religious rituals, which they're pagan. 
I don't know. They are pagans. Did you look this up? No. Oh, okay. But. Is that what that is? Paganism? Maybe. All the stuff they're doing? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it looks pagan. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> like, um, like Midsommar. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Like these ancient. Yeah. Folk. Folklore. But the, the religious ceremonies are just weird. Like they just like are act animalistic. Well, like the the first ritual that you see with like Willem Dafoe and Skarsgård and um, who's that other guy? Ethan Hawke. Uh huh. Um, I guess he was a kid in that scene, so it wasn't Skarsgård. But uh, yeah, they're like running around on all fours, like barking at each other and making these growling noises. Uh huh. It's kind of like it's kind of like what people who are like like furries or like puppy play type of people do. Okay. I think, you know. Just making like kind of cringy like dog sounds at each other, uh-huh. being on all fours. So that was like a. Li- <laughs> I was real. I was trying really hard to like not see it that way, and like look at it as some kind of weird like pagan ritual. But really, all I was just seeing was like, the people who like wear leashes, in public like talking to each other. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's uh that's such a 21st century way of looking at it yeah. for sure. It was hard not to see it that way. I mean, Willem Dafoe was like wearing a mask, which is like pretty common in those settings too. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like the the purpose of those rituals are just to like get themselves high on hallucinogenics and like mm-hmm. crazy rabid mad and Yeah. Uh there's several different like I don't know, schools of magic in this movie. Uh-huh. You've got the pagan rituals You've got straight up uh, witchcraft brought to you by Bjork. Um, and I think that, uh, what's that actress's name? Like the the one that's blonde, like the main female protagonist. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. The uh... Something Joy, Taylor Joy, something, uh-huh. something Taylor Joy. Yeah. Um, I think that she's supposed to be some kind of, like, she can do spells. She can, like, curse people. I'm not really sure how that manifests in the movie. But, like, you don't see a lot of magic manifested. She's, like, some, well, Bjork is, like, I think that's a straight up Uh magical experience. Because she, like, disappears. Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Whatever Taylor Joy is, like, she's some sort of mystic. She's got some kind of thing going on, witchcraft or otherwise. Uh-huh. Bjork is another witch. Uh, and then his uh, his boss from like the Skarsgård's boss from like the wolf Viking crew that he hangs out with a third of the way through the movie. Like he's some sort of like witch doctor can like talk to the dead. Like he he's talking uh for willem dafoe's like late character remember uh-huh. that no you know you know remember that no i think i missed a lot of this he, stuff i'm like he has like a there's a part of the movie where he meets up with his like chieftain from that pack of vikings or whatever uh-huh. in a cave and he has this like decapitated head next to him yeah yeah that head is willem dafoe's character uh, from earlier in the movie uh-huh uh-huh why did he have that uh, I don't know why he had it, <laughs> <laughs> but he had it, uh, and he explained how, like, uh, when his uncle took over, he, like, killed him. 
Okay. You know, and he didn't like him. They established that in like one of those first shots. <laughs> yeah. You when you first see Willem Dafoe's character, he's like a he's like a fool, like a court fool. Uh huh. Shows up and makes some like dick joke. Yeah. Like in the courtroom, <laughs> yeah, which yeah, is pretty yeah. pretty wild. And the uncle gets all mad about it. But anyways, the magic thing. The chieftain has the head, and he, like, puts it in front of him, and he does some thing, and then he's able to, like, speak with Willem Dafoe's voice, and, oh. he, and, he, and he, like, talks to the main character. Okay, so that's, like, a lot more explicitly magical than even, like, The Witch was, which was... As Stacy pointed out, though, it could also just be in everybody's head, because everybody's on hallucinogens yeah. the whole time. Yes, yeah. yes, that's a big part of their culture. Mm-hmm. So, what happened in the beginning, like... Set me through the story a little bit from the beginning. Uh, we got like we have a main kingdom, you know, that has a father, a brother, and a yeah. main character. We're greeted with uh, Ethan Hawke, who I'm just gonna go on record and say like he takes me out of any anything that he's in. Yeah, he does as soon as I see Ethan Hawke, I'm like, that's Ethan Hawke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we show up and he's uh, coming back to his kingdom, which is kind of a, this is going to be a theme throughout the rest of the conversation, but startup kingdom energy. Uh-huh. Smaller than you'd expect kingdom is uh, what Ethan Hawke is in charge of. And uh, you see he has like subjects and he has like a village that he lives in and uh, he's got his son, who's the main character, his wife, Nicole Kidman, and they're just hanging out. Uh, and then all of a sudden, we learn that Ethan Hawke's uh, been wounded. He's wounded in a battle that he just came from, to a degree where then he says, uh, oh, I gotta make my son like a man. Like That's the, what has to get at all that? Yeah, I have to make him a man so he's like the... Uh, he can be the heir to my kingdom because I got my uh-huh. times limited. What, what was the connection? The brother stuff, was that a surprise at this point? Was he coming back from a fight with his brother? Like, I'm not sure where the, bro- the brother came from. And his brother's a bastard. What is does that it, mean? Is an important detail. It means that they don't share the same dad, Pro- okay. probably in this society. Okay. Or No, no, no. Sorry, I have that backwards. Don't share the same mother. So like an uh-huh. illegitimate son. Uh, well, which one's the more legitimate mother? Who's the more who's the, the queen. illegitimate son? The black-haired brother is the illegitimate one. Okay. Because got it, the wrong mother. Game of Thrones style uh, setup where you, uh, if you're if the king and the queen have a son, that's the prince, and if the king goes and has an affair with a prostitute and has a kid, that kid's the bastard and is uh-huh. considered lesser than. Okay. Uh, and I th- I'm pretty sure that's what his brother is. Uh-huh. He's a bastard son. They say that. Um, oh, that's why they have like different hair color and stuff. They look different. They literally like take a like a visual approach to it, where they're like, they have different hair colors, and this one's darker, and so clearly he's like the less pure uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think he's like evil at the beginning, but then yeah, yeah. I'm not he... sure by the end. I'm like, this guy. I this guy's feel the chilling. same. Yeah, he's yeah. like the only character that's not a fucking bloodthirsty maniac. He's the most normal dude in the movie, yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like a regular guy uh who just lives in the most violent place possible. Right. Yeah. Like the the look of disappointment just to jump right to the end. The, the look of disappointment when he comes back to his murdered family. He's just like 
Mm-hmm. It's just a big sigh. He, we also had uh, one of his kids killed at that point already. Uh-huh. He was just done. Um, to be to play devil's advocate, he did assassinate the king. He did do and, that, and then he was trying to kill his son. So yeah. he did lose some points right up front. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the reason the king wants to like immediately get his son into the ritual. Right, he wants to immediately make him a man so he's ready to take over the throne uh-huh. and it just so happens that that's also the time that the uncle decides he's gonna run a coup yeah yeah M- must huh. not be a coincidence that that's the case that when the king comes back mortally injured um or near so yeah i suppose the brother's making his moves also. i didn't even think about Maybe that the brother was behind it like i don't know yeah i don't know i didn't even think about that but yeah if he was like if he knew that he was in a weaker state yeah, he would have definitely used that opportunity to take him out. Uh, so yeah, and then the kid runs away. He escapes the assassination in the woods, runs away, uh, evades detection the whole way, and then finds himself uh, joined up with a Viking gang. Is the best way I would describe it. Uh-huh. Right? It's not like they're part of some other rival kingdom. Like it- they're they're just like a group of guys and this is years later he's yeah. like a full-grown adult we skip straight to like his 30s i think yeah yeah and it says years later like the title card just says years later there's uh-huh. no number which i thought was kind of fun yeah i bet that character doesn't know how many i doubt he counts that's such a good point yeah uh-huh. he's not even a farmer right he's yeah. not even doing agriculture he doesn't, doesn't give a fuck what month it is yeah well even just like how did calendars work back then did they like did they think about years the same way? I think so. I think if you're growing anything okay. that season. That's true. Yeah. Um, but it's one thing that was interesting to me, this goes back to the the ceremony to initiate the sun, uh, to pass, you know, the, uh-huh. the go down the line. They, they take their ritual so seriously, like almost literally. Because mm-hmm. there's a scene later in the movie when um, the main character is exacting his revenge and he kills the son of his uncle, kills his cousin, uh-huh. uh, and steals his heart, rips the heart out of his chest. Right. And then the father uh-huh. is, like, super angry about that. Uh-huh. Um, he's using that as a, as a hostage I, or as, like, a blackmail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I know I got to stop playing with this. <laughs> I could hear it. Yeah. I didn't know what that was. Sorry about that. Um, but, yeah. I remember thinking that because there's a, a portion where there's like a Mexican standoff where he's got the knife to the, the uncle has the knife to um, his girlfriend's throat. His girlfriend, like whoever, Taylor Joy. I just need to look up what her name is. Anna Taylor Joy. Anna Taylor Joy. He has a knife up to Anna Taylor Joy, who is the main character's girlfriend at this point's throat. And he's off in the distance and he's like, hey, don't kill her. I have your son's throat and he has this like bag that he's been carrying around with him and he's like I have your son's throat and I'll give it to you but don't kill her. He did used you say throat or heart? Uh-huh. Did I say throat in yeah. a bag? I have your throat. <laughs> oh okay. I have her heart, his heart in a bag. And then the the uncle backs off. The uncle backs off immediately in backs a way off. like I would say like as if you know he was holding his son by the throat, you know, ready to kill him. Right. But he already it's, did that. It's that This is even worse. 
in my mind the whole time i was like he should have just killed her like if he was uh-huh. like i don't understand the stakes here the stakes all. are yeah. that they like literally believe their religion and they think it's like literally uh-huh. important that you know it must be that if he doesn't have that heart the son won't be able to die yeah. the traditional ritual right. death right and to take it a step further he uh, you know he backs off of the girl and then he sends two guys to go fight him uh-huh. and they actually get the upper hand on him and they overpower him they could have killed and, him and then at, at that moment yeah they should have just killed him but he's like how do you know that this heart isn't your son's heart versus like some heart of like a dog uh-huh. that i killed two days ago yeah and he's like oh shit like i don't know that and so they <laughs> they kit they take him prisoner uh-huh. and they torture him trying to figure out where this heart is how'd that get resolved i don't know if it did <laughs> i think they got it figured it out because they figured it out because there was a scene i think after they buried the son where the king was like okay grieving is over when did that happen uh, sometime after that they had some ritual hmm. funeral okay and so yeah that to me tells me he believes that the heart and the whole ritual is important for whatever reason other like his son wouldn't get into heaven otherwise and then once the ritual that's was right. done yeah. something like that valhalla right valhalla yeah that's what the person on the horse is later in the movie yeah that's a valkyrie riding to valhalla oh okay so what yeah. do you know what's up with that i don't know the specifics of it but i think the general setup is valhalla is their heaven that's uh-huh. where you go when you die if you're good person or whatever and valkyries are like the people who take you there so i think when you see the valkyrie riding we see it twice both times it's like someone like going like one of the the main characters going to valhalla and i think the last one is like the main character right (laughs) um so yeah, you're right in that the stakes are pretty high. Like it literally means they're getting into heaven or not. Uh-huh. And so that was the so the two examples I guess I can think of right now, rituals is the passing on the throne to the son, which the father did like very hurriedly. Uh-huh. Um cuz <laughs> it's so funny to watch them like take it so seriously. But cuz presumably we live in like our secular world and we're like you guys don't have Norse gods. Uh-huh um but they do they like they're freaking out about it and they're like this is the last thing i need to do before i die uh-huh is, is walk around on the floor and growl like a dog yeah it's as real as anything else uh-huh. to them uh-huh. there was another similar kind of we talked about this i think last night how the viking crew and the the ritual that uh he did with his dad was similar in that it was like dog themed uh-huh like it involved there's some like uh verse that's like recited uh i think in both rituals about like being like a werewolf essentially like becoming a wolf and like uh-huh. whenever we turn back into our human yeah. selves or something yeah they do some sort of um mental shape-shifting this must be a thing like you think it's you think it's uh specific to that story or is like turning into a wolf and becoming like a dog kind of interwoven into that that whole culture like the viking culture whatever you want in, to call in real it. life yeah 
Yeah, maybe. I think so. Yeah. Like, I bet there was, like, I bet they didn't have, I'm just taking wild guess just off of the, what it looks like, their society looks like, but I don't think they have very standardized beliefs. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's, like, sex of, you know, dog people. (laughs) And then sex of not. You you know how, like, uh, Christianity has, like, a lot of different, um, what do you call those? Denominations? Uh Uh-huh. Sex? Sex. Either one. Sex oh. is good, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Six. Sex, Sex sounds good to you? Sex is good. Uh, but you have just like the weird like permutations of like different names like on church buildings. First Southern Baptist Church. Uh-huh. Right. First Church of Christ. Church of the Nazarene. Uh, you apply it to like the Viking culture. You have like uh, First Wolf Church. Mm-hmm. first bear church first southern bear church <laughs> it's all like different permutations of just like woodland animals uh-huh. <laughs> i think that's really funny last bear church we're the last ones uh bear of the woods church what other animals were in there fox fox church that's like the weird one like that's a whole like super weird uh version of their religion and their uh-huh. society fox people reminds me of uh the animals in it remind me of the animals in the green knight uh-huh they're yeah. kind of like they like do weird stuff the there's uh animals that are kind of mystical uh-huh. in both movies yeah like what was up with the wolf attack in this movie like there was a wolf attack at one point the ravens were also that's right the raven, well, according to the main character, is is his father. Is his father That's re- another magical thing. reincarnated. Yeah, yeah. Because they were like as clever as breaking him free from his ropes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that seemed pretty real too. We were talking about how a lot of this could be like hallucinate, hallucinated, but like uh-huh. those ravens definitely like freed him. Right. Huh. That's interesting. Uh. What other uh, examples of that, like, animals? There was, like, a... He had, like, a sighting with, like, a puppy. Like, a wolf puppy. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. He, like, saw one, like, in the dark, and it was, like, looking at him. And there's a later part where they're, like, howling together. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I guess all the animals, they're just kind of mystical. Just yeah. like Just like Green Knight. There's a lot of acting like animals, I guess. It's a, probably a, put in the theme box. Yeah. The animalistic nature of man as portrayed by Yosin's cardboard. Uh, what'd you think of the final, uh, final showdown scene? Oh, that was cool. Yeah. Walk, Actually, I was kind of, I was kind of falling asleep during that part. Oh really? Yeah. 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 I knew I didn't have to keep my eyes open. Uh huh. So I was just, do you see how it ended? It. Yeah. Okay. With the decapitation. Well, you, they killed themselves at the same time. They killed themselves at the exact same time the coolest yeah it was great it was like one it was a very realistic way of that happening too it wasn't like a double decapitation Uh uh-huh which it seems like a one in a million chance it was one guy stabbing the other guy through the chest Chest. and then in that moment uh you know the other guy then swinging decapitating decapitating yeah perfectly timed this is was some this is something that i used to wonder about when i was like 14 Uh be like how would you simultaneously kill kill each other in like a dual situation Uh it was like a question that really like plagued my younger self yeah 
and now I have an answer. A pretty good answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought it was super cool. And it, I think they were, weren't they naked? They were like naked fighting on all this lava. Yeah, they might have been. Yeah. Which made it seem much more like, I don't know, biblical or something. You see those like old like paintings of like someone like wrestling something in the Bible mm-hmm. and they're, everyone's naked all the time. Yeah. Like wrestling was like a naked thing. So uh, <laughs> it, I don't know if, uh, if I'm supposed to laugh at the fact that they're naked or just be like, oh yeah, that makes it more historically accurate. I, I, my emotion is I'm pretty scared most of the movie. You're scared? These people are terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. I, can you imagine like in real life? Like In real life. If you saw like a crazy person like that naked, you're not uh-huh. laughing at the nakedness of it. Yeah. Well, I think that the the context that I would find myself in if I lived back then is I would also be naked, halluc- naked and hallucinating, and so I would equally be crazy. Uh-huh. Um, Some things haven't changed. <laughs> you got a light. That Twin Peaks line. Got a light. Remember the light guy? That's right. From the return? Yeah. No, he like grabs grabs the radio DJ, like breaks his skull. God, that's crazy. That's the craziest episode, isn't it? That's the craziest part. Yeah. Yeah. Of the whole season. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, what else is cool about the movie? Yeah, overall I loved it. Uh, where would you rank it with the other movies? What's your ranking? Other movies? Like, oh, like the his, other Edgar movies. Edgar movies. I would put this. I mean, there's only three, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, this is definitely not as good as that lighthouse. Mm. And the other two are debatable. Yeah. I think that the witch is like a little too like niche and slow. Yeah. Um, and I think that this is like. Neither of them are bad. They're just like not as good as the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And in that way that you can make an argument for either one. Yeah. Being like the last one. What do you, th- what do you think? I, I feel similarly like lighthouse comes out at top and mm-hmm. then, um, I think I can squarely place this one above the witch. Oh really? Uh, uh-huh. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I probably could too. I think for in all the ways that it's mainstream, it's still like, it's awesome. Just because it's mainstream doesn't mean it's boring or bad. So yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of like other like weird uh, psychedelic stuff going on in it too. That makes makes me appreciate it a little bit more than the witch. Mm-hmm. The witch, I think, is solely like that's straight up like folk like folk horror. Right, there's no there's no like drugs or like psycho uh psychosis uh-huh. happening. It's just like religion. Yeah. Religion and like uh superstition. Whereas this is literally like people like losing their minds on substances. Right. I mean the witch was interesting uh like psychologically in that, you know, like by the end they're like about ready to kill their daughter just because uh-huh. like they don't know what else to do. Uh-huh. Like, I thought that was a cool movie. Uh, like, and it shows you that, like, desperation can lead you to some places where it's, like, it's, it's, you're almost not even being unreasonable at that point. Like, uh-huh. maybe it'll work. 
yeah on the off chance that it does yeah um so that to me is like the like the real like psychological thrust of that movie mm-hmm. this one it's anger like this that is really the underpinning of the entire thing to me anger revenge anger just mm-hmm. unbelievably straight as an arrow rage yeah yeah where like uh the son's like interesting like he uh, I really, I really like the main character. Mm-hmm. The way he's written, he's very pure. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Hey, the shot of him as a, the last shot of him as a kid, uh, rowing away, just like repeating the same three lines. Do you uh-huh. remember what they are? Uh, I'll uh, avenge you, father. I'll save you, mother. I'll kill you, <laughs> Fielner, which is his <laughs> uncle's name. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and. <laughs> I feel like, uh, I don't know, it's similar to, like, giving yourself a little pump-up speech uh-huh. just to, like, get you through something. He's just, like, doing it to row across the ocean. I could see how that would be helpful. That was, only, a, that was a pretty stressful situation. Yeah. I've only recently discovered the power of just, like, like self-pump-up. Just give yourself give yourself a little like uh like you're 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 good you're doing good all right and there's something to like verbalizing it like yeah. saying it out loud yeah yeah i like how we're breaking it down this way <laughs> no we're doing great oh man yeah. we're doing so great right now we're doing yeah. awesome doing awesome good to go i'm having a good time i'm doing great that's the thing that we talked about the yeah. other day. Or like, you need to say you're having a good time more often. <laughs> I'm having a good time right now, right now guys. Well, full disclosure, I'm not. Like you say it for like the whole group. We're having a good time. All of us. Nobody like responds. you force it on anyone. Nobody responds. <laughs> right? Um, oh, man. What'd you think of, uh, you, you said you didn't know what Bjork looked like. Yeah. So now you... You don't really still. <laughs> no, I don't remember which one she was. <laughs> but she doesn't even look anything like herself uh-huh. in it. So. You said she's the one that, like, her eyes are even covered up? Yeah, she's the the witch that, I forget what context uh, she he meets the witch, but, like... I was confused by the witch's appearances. The witch, well, like, the, when he meets, <laughs> when he meets Bjork the witch... Um, not to be confused with Anna Taylor Joy, the witch. <laughs> I think there might be one other witch that I'm forgetting. Uh-huh. Um, but when he meets her for the first time, she gives him uh, his his tear, his last tear that he ever cried. Do you remember this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He like Willem Dafoe in the first ritual where he becomes a man. Yeah. Uh, he cries because he has a vision of like their family tree or something which uh-huh. just like totally overwhelms him uh-huh um, i hated that tree by the way you hated the tree yeah i thought it was cool so dumb you think it's just too literal too literal yeah it's, it looked like the matrix you know like the pods up there uh-huh i thought it looked cool but i, I agree it's pretty on the nose maybe if they wouldn't have used it so many times they only used it like twice i think we saw it like three times i think you're being biased because you didn't like the way it looked i guarantee it <laughs> anyways he cries because he sees a vision of that and then like willem dafoe who's the family witch doctor and joker mm-hmm. takes the tear and he's like i'll give this like you'll get this back when you need it the most what the tear represents 
I don't know. And then when did he get it back? He got it back from the witch. Okay. When he was an adult. Got it. Yeah. There's some transfer that yeah. happened there. It's like when he was ready to exact his revenge, I guess. Uh-huh. What did it do for him? I don't know. Okay. Seemed like he was doing just fine. Doing without, pretty good. Without it. Yeah. Seems like he was pretty ready to like exact some revenge uh-huh. prior to getting the tear back. Man, the part of the movie of where he's just like laying low and kind of sabotaging things is one of my favorite parts of the movie. There's like so many shots um, of the king and, and his con- consort, um, you know, freaking out, like trying to figure out what to do about all the bad things that have been happening. And he's just like standing behind them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's that guy. It's the, uh, it's the hot dog sketch that we just watched with Tim Robinson. Uh-huh. you know what's crazy it could literally be any one of us (laughs) my favorite part of that sketch was he like he makes the joke like someone's just gonna need to have to find this guy and like pull his costume off and spank him he's like you would probably have to do it he's like i'm not gonna do it it's like okay you points at another person ew i'm not gonna do that and then some unrelated third party is just like some one of us is gonna have to do it <laughs> yeah that's a funny sketch he just accepts he accepts the spanking as a condition uh stacy made the comment that like everybody in the store is already on a first name basis <laughs> it's just like such a cohesive yeah group you're dressed like a hot dog so is that guy <laughs> donald may look like a hot dog <laughs> but you are actually dressed as a hot dog mm-hmm. anyways go watch that sketch mm-hmm. it's uh tim robinson good show What's that show called? I think uh, you should I think leave. You should leave on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Oh, that reminds me that the Eggers interview that I'm, that I'm actually remembering a lot of was his Mark Marin one. Mm. That was a good interview. Yeah. So yeah. did he talk about this movie? Yeah. What did he say? Uh, Eggers did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I just had a whole discussion about it. Oh. Did Marin see the movie at that point? Did he like it? What did he? Yeah, I think he did. <laughs> uh, Mark would, like was shitting on the lighthouse. He doesn't like the lighthouse for whatever reason to eggers face yeah interesting in a fair way but like but it it, it happened like several times and like eggers like got to the point where he was just like losing a little bit of patience really or like you know mark would say something and and eggers would be like well you know but that's not the the intention was not that Uh you know you can say anything about like a lot of times like this is the worst kind of criticism criticism that's just uh commentary like laced sub- with just pessimism subjective yeah that's it, all subjective uh-huh just describe something but give it like a nasty tone like uh-huh. my monitors like critique my mom like this is uh, yeah yeah that's, it's just it's the the bezel it's like all black the bezel is uh it's at least two inches well that so. is kind of like a like a objectively bad thing if the bezels are too thick okay so yeah, the the bezel's just black is like a neutral comment. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I just yeah, I don't like how it has the power You can't buttons you there. can't say I don't like. You just have to be like kind of nasty about it. Yeah. I just I don't know. Look where the where the fins are. Yeah. The color of the power button is you know, white. Uh-huh. I don't know. Well, this this bit's going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Watch that interview. Watch that interview. 
Uh, I wanted to ask you about something specific. Oh, uh, what did you think of the zombie man who kept oh, the, who yeah. kept the sword? He was like the one holding the sword. Uh huh. What do you think's going on there? I was very confused during that part. His acquiring of the sword. Uh-huh. Like, I never saw him leave the camp to begin with. So I'm like, wait, we're not in the camp. And I don't know where he went either. I don't know what that location was. Do you know whether that so- what that sword is? Well, there's a whole like thing about it. Like Willem Dafoe has that Lord of the Rings, like forging montage. That's right. Talking about like how the blade can only be drawn at night and it's forged from like the best dudes around, unbreakable, whatever. Uh-huh. There's like all this lore building around okay. it. Okay. There's a couple of times where other people were trying to open the sword. Yeah. And it didn't work. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what do you think's going on with the like the zombie guy, with who's holding the sword? I mean, I have no idea. Because there's this cool like, uh, you know, he gets the sword. Zombie man wakes up, goes full Dark Souls on him. Uh huh. I felt like that was the best comparison I made, like in real time at the movie. Uh-huh. I'm like, this guy's like a Dark Souls boss, and it was very much true. Just like unstoppable yeah unstoppable force he's not even a dark souls boss he's just like one of like the medium difficulty right uh yeah not boss characters Uh because they can get pretty aggressive Uh where you're just like yeah yeah you're done you really feel it uh but this guy was uh you know just kind of slow but unstoppable Uh um and he would he had one weakness which was the moonlight and there had to be some sort of like if you ever like fought a boss there's usually like this period of like figuring out what its weakness is uh-huh. and like that happened with the moonlight um long story short he gets him in the moonlight he gets the sword and kills him decapitates him okay so william but, defoe is narrating this part you say no 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 that the part where he's talking about the sword is earlier okay um but he gets the he fights this guy cuts off his head gets the sword uh And then you pan back over to where he was originally standing, like the zombie guy holding the sword before he woke up. And it it cut as if, like, none of that had happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you could just chalk it up to, like, oh, that was... Something similar happened in The Green Knight, where you saw, like, a whole vision of an alternate ending Uh to a scene. Uh Uh, So I couldn't quite tell if that was supposed to be, like imagined or hallucinated and if it was why yeah i don't recall any other part of the movie that was like that where it's so explicitly that's that's what made it stand out to me too is that like there wasn't a formula of like how hallucinations (laughs) work (laughs) the dumbest take on it and i and i love it because it's so funny is that that's just his internal like warrior mind like his, his interior like seven-year-old mind that's right that's exactly and i would just like bah, 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 <laughs> and then get him. that's right and i thought that because of how we talked about the green knight where it was just that character's own yeah projection of what would happen yeah yeah that would be so funny if he's like <laughs> this guy comes to life this is how i'm gonna handle it uh-huh and he does handle it, handle it in a very like action hero kind yeah, of yeah, kind yeah, of way. Yeah. He like cuts his head off, and then he like shoves his, the head like up the zombie's butt. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He puts the head yeah. on the butt. Yeah. 
it's a, which is a laugh out loud moment. <laughs> There's like several like low, like low jokes in this movie. Uh-huh. There's that, and then the burping and the farting. The burping and the farting. Yeah, yeah, which I love. I love it. The older I, I, I think I've told you this, but the older I get, I feel like there's a, there's a one to one correlation between like my age and how funny farts are. It's going up. It's going up. It's going up. Going up and up. Yeah, yeah. Farts are getting funnier as I, <laughs> as I get older. There's like a, there's like a dip. You like farts are super funny when uh-huh. you're a little kid, and then like. You go through your teens and 20s, and then uh-huh. you start to get out of that, and you're like, farts are actually pretty clever. And it just keeps going. Have you yeah. checked this with an older person? Yeah. They're like, yeah, dude, it's the funniest. Yeah. Funniest fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. Dude, like Loki. Funniest. <laughs> They're like telling me a secret. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh What'd you think of the... Um... What do, you, what do you got what do you think of the mom what do you think of uh the girlfriend i like the girlfriend a lot um reminded me of my girlfriend uh-huh. just this like she's definitely got her head on more straight than he does uh-huh you know she's got like some stuff going on she's like stands up to the the uncle king a few times like she just has no fear yeah is really like uh confident in herself and is a witch um so has, that's cool has some personality um more like yeah. personality issues <laughs> uh, and she's very ambitious too ambitious she's a little bit yeah. like uh like like um the wife in caesar like julius caesar um she's got Shakespeare some, playing yeah she's got some plans yeah mm-hmm. i think i'm the right one I don't know. Yeah. Are you talking about Macbeth? Maybe Macbeth. Yeah, Maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, yeah. Of, I'm thinking of Lady Macbeth. Yeah. Oh, which you saw, didn't you? That I new, saw. The new yeah. adaptation? The Cole, Ethan Cohen uh-huh. one. That fits with all these movies in some way. There's some kind of like uh, rena- renaissance going renaissance, on. Renaissance, renaissance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. But yeah, she's like, she um, learns about his plan and who he is. And then like very quickly, they like start scheming together and like making more plans. Yeah. Uh They're in league with each other pretty quick, Um, which that's nice. Uh So it makes me it makes me just think about my own relationship with my partner. Uh We just like just work really well together. Like we're good, like co-project people, good Uh project partners. Like, we're going to figure this thing out. We're going to figure out how to kill this king and, like, make it, all of his, like, guards, like, kill themselves with, like, some poison potion. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. super into it. Yeah. Um. Well, she's the one who was enslaved by this guy. Like, he's the one that came to her village and just tore it up. That's right. How did that work? I kind of, like... Because that guy, the main character, like his his whole like band of vikings showed up at her village broke it down and then like kidnapped everybody to sell them uh-huh. is that right and they and they sell them off to you know people all over the place that's right and one just happened to be going to his brother and i think that's the whole coincidence of how this movie uncle. started like that's where he learned 
yeah. about the location of his yeah. uncle. That's an important plot point. It wasn't totally clear on. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. And then he gets onto the boat and um, with Anna Lovejoy. Lovejoy. <laughs> Lovejoy. Is uh, what is Lovejoy? It might be like a video game thing. What is Lovejoy? Is that a Righteous Gemstones reference? You know that show? You know Righteous Gemstones? The John Goodman, Danny McBride thing on Uh -uh. HBO? Uh -uh. Uh Uh-uh. Oh, my God, dude. You have to watch this. You will shit your pants. You will love it so much. What's it called? It's called The Righteous Gemstones on HBO. I know The Righteous Brothers. The Righteous Gemstones, it's about like a, it's like a comedy written by Danny McBride about like a televangelist family, like a mega millionaire uh, televangelist family. Like a Tammy Faye kind of thing? Tammy Faye, yeah, Um, but super funny, Uh like very funny, Uh. like straight comedy, straight silly Danny McBride comedy. But um, I lost my train of thought. Love you were talking about Lovejoy. Yeah, uh, she, she got on the boat, and that's how. And he then found he it. and then he snuck on it, mm-hmm. you know, as a servant, um, which was confusing to her. <laughs> She's like, "What are you doing?" That's right. I hate you. What are you? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. So all the more uh, interesting that they fell in love, uh-huh. considering that he was gonna fuck her life up. Life up. What, what's their like ethnic differences? She sounds a little bit like. Um, well, she's the one who calls him like, the Northman. Yeah. She sounds so, like a little Slavic, like Russian. She's like... Well, they call her the Slav the Slav girl. Slav girl. Oh, okay. So I assume that that is exactly what that is. Uh-huh. She's from Eastern Europe. Yeah. Yeah, she had a, an accent. Mm-hmm. A pretty cute accent, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's... Because uh, she says that. She's like, yeah, I can't believe... Um... <laughs> she, she was, yeah, she hated him. Called the Northman. Did she say I hate you or like fuck off or did was there any animosity between the two at, at any time? Yeah. I don't remember that. In the beginning. Okay. Um it's short lived because like I think uh, uh he tells her, remember I like told you like, man, this guy's an open book. That's like, right. Like their first conversation, he's like He I tells am, him exactly what's going on. I am humble son of Hogan. That's like I have come to accept my revenge. That's why that's why I said he's like so pure. Uh-huh. Like he had, like it's straight up like honor and rage, the whole time. <laughs> yeah, very like obtuse character. His um interaction confrontation with his mother uh ha- outlined that to me very well. Cause she he thought I'm gonna save my mother, uh-huh. and you know, it's a little naive. I'm a good guy. Yeah, and she's like. he's she can she must like think he's like a crazy person like just cannot reason with him crazy maybe yeah but also like i I just thought about it this way where maybe she like would be happy to see him and maybe like she would want to be rescued but also she like lived much longer with the uncle seemingly than she ever did <laughs> with his father you know it's, it would be naive for him to to not think that she maybe has, there'd be a there'd be a difficulty here that this is her new life right and she has at least two children uh-huh. with this other guy who right, right. are full grown and like i would imagine loves 
greatly. Right. It's not like she is just waiting for this dude to show up and take her away from all that. There's like a reasonable, there's a reasonable obstacle there. Yeah. That he has just never considered. Yeah. So she, like, in that interaction, I feel like, perceives him as a threat, like a legitimate threat. And that's why she goes a little, like, cruel with the way that she talks. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I'm sure a lot of that's true, like what she's saying about how her dad sucked and she didn't like him. Yeah. Um, Well, that's that's a good question. I mean, I don't know. um, I I guess I just kind of believed her all the way that 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 was the truth because I didn't see anything of the father. But what you bring up is... he's Ethan Hawke. I mean... Right. How bad could he be? Do you think that was intentional? No, no, the opposite. (laughs) I'm like, Ethan Hawke is the shadier guy. (laughs) I don't like him at all. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah, you just brought up something that I hadn't even considered, which is I thought she was being totally real and genuine too because i was like what incentive would she have to lie about any of that Uh you know but Uh, you're you're saying that like if in that moment she perceived him as like a physical threat to her family she's like i'm gonna fuck this guy up and like say things a little crazier uh uh-huh maybe trying to say that to save herself right and Uh her family yeah 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 her current family Mm -hmm. but then she says that one part where, where uh, this is an argument for her lying, where she says that he was like, oh, no, I saw you getting carried away the night of the raid. You were screaming. She says I was laughing. Yeah. That's right. But I don't I don't think that's true. I mean, if I went back and heard that again. I, I saw it as screaming. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And he rejects that. He's like, I don't believe you. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. I don't either. Yeah. I think that's a fair, fair way to look at it. Uh-huh. Her character, I just cannot get a read on at all. I mean, she seems a little, a little out there uh-huh. by the end. I mean, she did not do her quiet acting like sp- I said she might. Spoiler alert: she like uh, makes out with her son. Yeah. So. Yeah, stuff like that. I'm like, I couldn't figure out her <laughs> angle from the beginning. You said it in such a way that there definitely sounded like there was more to it. Are there any parts of the movie that were real standouts that we haven't? Well, the son was pretty fun. The, the, the king's son. The king's uh, son. The uncle's son, I guess. Yeah. He he had, like, the same energy as, like, the son from John Wick. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Just, like, a little, like, over overconfident. Desperate to prove himself to his father. Uh-huh going a little bit too out on the limb and gets himself killed yeah yeah that's exactly what that is i'm sure that's a common like story device yeah the overconfident son who's like this the overconfident son of the antagonist it feels like a lot of um you know like renaissance stories and stuff like play a lot with that kind of trope yeah well i read something that this story it's not based on like well it's not based off of a an official story uh-huh. written by somebody it's like it has a name that i think is like the it's like the tale of illithem or whatever which is the main character's name uh and it was like an or uh an oral tradition story from uh-huh. like older viking uh cultures oh, okay and it was like recorded by somebody in the renaissance written down but it's just like a super old story so like 
a lot of the details might be oh, just wow. like just mer- very like basic and obtuse and like i read that a lot of stuff was influenced by that story uh-huh. kind of like an older bible story where i think hamlet is like based off of this uh-huh. like this exact story setup wow yeah killing your uncle uh-huh you know that's a thing yeah it's like yeah. a lion king same thing yeah shows up a lot mm-hmm. well, you would think it's a lot more common than it is well this is probably the beginning right <laughs> <laughs> this is the first uncle killing revenge story okay so it is like straight up based on something on something that is itself i think very simple uh-huh. at its core so you could like take a lot of liberty with that uh-huh. mm-hmm. i wonder if we looked it up if we could find that story in any form i'm sure we could yeah yeah are we gonna do it uh and you're pretty you're close to the keyboard let's see i read this on wikipedia so uh, The story of the Northmen. Hold on. The story of the Northmen. I lost my. Give me a couple of. uh, What? Control pluses here. Control plus. There we go. Down. The story story of of the the Northmen Northmen was based based primarily on the legend of Amalith as as written by Danish historian Saxo Grammaticus, known as the direct inspiration for William Shakespeare's Hamlet. Direct. That was pretty cool. Uh, There's some other poems in here that are influences on the story. Can you click on the Amleth link? Yeah. Let's see how big that Wikipedia page is. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it's like a deep cut. Not Am- big. Not big at all. Yeah. Amleth is a figure in medieval Scandinavian legend, the direct inspiration for the character of Prince Hamlet, the hero of William Shakespeare's tragedy, Hamlet, Prince of Denmark. Look how dainty this guy is over yeah. here. There's this great uh, meme that I saw a while back that was just like, why can't we just go back to when men were men? You know, the old, like, conservative tagline. Like, let's just go back to when men were men. That's like... I'm aware. A Facebook meme. <laughs> but it was like a guy uh, dressed as this. Uh-huh. He was the one saying it, ironically. That's it's nice. like, let's just go back to when men were men, you know? And then he would show like a, a Renaissance painting. Uh-huh. It's all like just kind of dainty dudes and tights. <laughs> Leotards. Yeah, yeah. The chief authority for the legend of Amleth is Saxo Grammaticus, who devotes who devotes to its parts the third and fourth books of Gesta Denorum, completed at the 13th century, similar to the one in the 12th century. Yeah. 
It has ultimately been assumed that the story is derived from an old Icelandic poem, but no such poem has been found. So, oh, okay. So it's almost like hearsay. Right. Yeah. Go down a little bit. So it is Icelandic, which is why, which makes sense why Bjork is in this movie. Bjork is Icelandic. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I don't know if that's exactly the reason Bjork is in this movie, but that's a great coincidence. <laughs> of course Bjork is in this movie. What is this? Fjornor the Brotherless. Fjolnir. Fjolnir. The Brotherless. Did they call him that? I think that's just his name. Uh-huh. I don't know if I heard that out loud. Yeah. Presumably that's like a nickname that was given. Like these are all like what? Informal names or? Formal name. Formal title? Like, yeah. It's like your wrestler name. Right. This must be something that, but it doesn't sound like something you would give yourself. The brotherless. Right. It seems like that's like a bad nickname that maybe he got <laughs> after the events. Yeah, and 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 he did fail, uh, just like the king said, like his empire would fail. Uh huh. So he there would be like no goodwill towards like giving him a good name. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad. He got a shitty nickname. Like he's somebody. They really the, the fact that that's his name makes me think that like he was a quiet at a low point. Uh yeah, I mean they really set up this revenge story by naming him that. Uh huh. Or uh, the coup. I mean. They really kind of like... I think he got the name after the coup. <laughs> oh, he did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he still okay. had the brother up until then. Well, I thought the brotherless thing was like a comment on like the fact that he's a bastard. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Could be, could be. Um, uh, that's one aspect of it. Uh, I want to talk about this this Fjorner a little more. He's like a pretty sympathetic character. Right, you know? we teased this in the beginning. The uncle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's, let's retell... I mean, the story from his perspective is like a pretty compelling one like the case he, for he's him. a bastard he's a bastard son meaning that he kind of has grown up his whole life um being kind of an outcast I wonder what his role was within the empire. within the family yeah. yeah i mean he wasn't like not part of the f- crew you uh-huh. know he had like some kind of rank yeah i bet he was some kind of like military commander or yeah something. yeah so they let him in but like certainly wasn't considered noble uh-huh. or royalty uh so yeah he's grown up with this kind of weird past as an outcast and then decides he's gonna like he's gonna make a name for himself Uh and he's gonna kill his half brother get the kingdom get the girl live happily ever after he's just being ambitious Uh he's like if we're to believe um nicole kidman from the end he was saving he was saving her saving her current king was presumably not good yeah um also he had like support like the people that were with him when they killed the king so he did have like there were people he had a faction there were defectors yeah yeah yeah. people who apparently didn't like the raven king all that much Uh uh-huh so he like he may have been you know hated somewhat popular yeah popular <laughs> no 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 popular popular right? yeah, yeah. to be the able un- to pull off the coup the uncle yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah hated the king um and so in that case yeah it's like a good thing like he tried he he pulled off the coup you know he thought he would be a better king and the queen seemed to be in in on it um but then he loses it all this is all happens like off screen 
We learn about it later, but apparently he was deposed shortly after gaining power. Um, and then when we see him again, he's in the process of like from scratch, like rebuilding his kingdom. Would he even? It seems that like a lot of stuff went downhill yeah. between those two uh, points in time. They said that he his kingdom was taken over. Like somebody came in. Oh and, really? Yeah, I yeah. missed which, that part. Which I guess is how it happens. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the. I don't know. Maybe I just have a bad understanding of like what kingdom means, because it seemed like their kingdom was relegated to like that one area like even when ethan hawk was in charge uh-huh. you know there was just like the immediate 10 mile radius that was his kingdom uh-huh and so with a, a size a community that size i mean you could probably easily be taken over yeah by any by any other army uh-huh so it doesn't seem all that uncommon or unlikely that something like that would have happened yeah he we, took, s- we see it happen the son carrying it out, you know, on Anna Taylor Joy's right village. Right. We see what happens. They cannibalize your society and send the people away and sell them and take all your stuff. Right. Yeah. Very like complete uh, form of conquering. Uh huh. That's what oh. like the utility of the government is, I guess, for that to not happen. You're a successful king when you can, you know, stop that from happening. Yeah. 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 Uh, I expect that in a politician. Integrity. <laughs> and, the ab- and the ability to keep me away from being brutally murdered. <laughs> yeah. Villi- uh, Common sense politics. <laughs> What's the guy's name? Uh, Fjolnir? I'm Fjolnir, and I approve this message. <laughs> I think that villages should go... One, two years without being pillaged <laughs> at a minimum. That's funny. That'd be funny. And a, a political attack ad from Fjordner the Brotherless against yeah. his brother. Yeah. He's like, and I heard he didn't even carry out the solstice ritual properly because he didn't <laughs> have the correct type of, you know. What values board. are still important to us as a country, as a kingdom? <laughs> One. <laughs> Crawling around on all fours and yelling with the wolves. Acting like dogs. Uh-huh. It, seem, it seems like just yesterday they took barking out of the schools. We need, to get, <laughs> we need to get barking back into the schools. Our country is disappearing in front of our eyes. <laughs> I should be able to down a bowl of hallucinogenic this, with my son. This is such a funny premise, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh viking like political uh warfare uh-huh yeah based strictly around like the conservative viewpoint of like religion disappearing okay our viking culture is becoming too secular uh-huh we need all of these like base like the pagan rituals for which our country was founded on we need to get those back uh-huh look around no one no one trusts their neighbor anymore. You can't even bring blood into schools anymore. <laughs> they say it's for sanitation, but come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I wish we were back in the days when I could take you out and decapitate you in front of your family. So many decapitations in this movie. 
there's at least a decapitation like every 20 minutes. Yeah. At least. We've got the uncle gets uh, decapitated. Uh, the fool gets decapitated. The dad gets decapitated. Um, do you remember there's like a, there's a shot of the Valkyrie, the person with the braces mm-hmm. riding into the sky, and she has a head like a decapitated head like on her saddle or oh. whatever it's like hanging off the side of the horse uh-huh. and i can't tell like who it's supposed to be like I, I feel like it's an important like i should know who the head is uh-huh but yeah i don't know i don't recall that no. um yeah so you 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 told me that that's like how the soul gets into heaven the valkyrie takes him up yeah do you think um uh, i think that maybe because we see her just traveling, and then at the end, she gets to heaven. She gets once. to Valhalla, yeah. So maybe that's just the... the Maybe it's the main guy getting into Valhalla. Oh, okay. Um, but his head isn't decapitated. Maybe it doesn't have to be. Right. That's, that's funny. I mean, how does that work, like, logistically? Uh, she was already on her way, like, maybe, in anticipation of the honorable... Well, honorable I could have seen it... It's just like a setup to establish that there's Valkyries in this movie. Uh huh. You know? And it's awesome. Where it's just like, hey, check, this is something that happens normally. Uh huh. Here's an example of it. Uh, it could also, you could also read it as like the head, because it's decapitated, makes you think that it's, it's someone who's been decapitated. So I think it's either Ethan Hawk or the uncle. Could be Ethan Hawk. Mm hmm um maybe him having had his revenge maybe the revenge saved the father got him into valkyrie maybe yeah yeah man an act of honor killing to that scale dude you could get like a thousand souls into valkyrie i bet dude what i don't know i'm just like that's how the system works like the more honorable the death is Uh uh-huh the more uh like the, the more tickets you can buy Okay. You can get yourself into Valkyrie. I see. You get your dad back in there. I see. The mom is probably you get a, in there too. You get an AMC Stubbs pass. If, if you have if any you... <laughs> ancestors like that have gone before you who did not have enough credits to get into yeah. Valkyrie, that it goes down the family tree, you know? Right. Uh-huh. You're trying to maximize the amount of honor in your family so you can get as many of those people into valhalla as possible it's a true honor system it's a real way to like coupon your way through the afterlife Mm -hmm. that's fucking funny dude yeah valhalla coupons that's hilarious it's funny Mm -hmm. it's not not funny it's a good joke on the subject of beheadings there's a you know a beheading in the green knight that's right um that and that that kind of starts off that whole movie uh sets off that whole series of events um and at the time that we we decided that that's like that was pretty reckless behavior on his part very unknightly of him yeah to do that but in this movie that is definitely the way to go all the time every problem is behead when is decapitation is a part of the solution yeah um why is that i don't know it's because like the cultures of those warriors are different right 
there's definitely like a distinction between those two things, right? The Renaissance kind of knight, mm-hmm. um, French, English, and I don't know who else was up in that. And yeah. then these people. I, I don't know if they even existed around the same time period. In they history. seem older. Yeah. Like the society seems older. Than... I, f- I feel like that's always, and they're like kind of more of simple primitive society. I feel like that's always insectuated, insectuated, infatuated, insentuated, exaggerated, exaggerated. <laughs> we got there. More. Yeah. That seems to be like an integral part of their like identity. You know, whenever they're told the story of like the Nordic people are told, mm-hmm. it's like that. And I don't know, maybe it's, it's to distinguish them from like other kind of people that were also around that time. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if like the, the, the way that they're like the stereotypical Nord warrior, the whole thing is like remnant propaganda from like the Renaissance times when they're when that's like what they said about them yeah they're like they behead people all the time we don't do that yeah they're barbarians yeah i mean i'm sure that's the case across the board Mm. i'm sure that there are very few truly like savage barbaric people like unilaterally Uh uh-huh but yeah you like you meet a few and you're like this that whole country is like that they're like beheading people all the time up, I, up in Viking land. I, if you told me that if you got a historian on the line and they're like, no, but they actually were like that. I'd yeah. be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would believe it too. I'd believe it too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, have you seen the media we've seen about them? Jesus Christ. Have you seen the people. Northmen? Have you seen? They're, they're unbelievable. <laughs> we need to stop them. Oh, it's a historical drama. They're not mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. Well, who's there now? Let's go get them. <laughs> they're allies. What? Lots of beheadings. Yeah, so that was like, that seemed to me, that, that's a good comparison, right? Does that kind of like get at how like brutal like this civilization of people are as opposed to a Green Knight kind of thing? Like they're kind of nicer in the Green Knight. Everybody's nicer. Well, the Green Knight is also, that's just a different movie too, yeah. you know? That's like a different kind of movie. That's like an adventure like Disney Prince movie, basically. Oh, I mean, in comparison, sure. Uh, this movie is like, you're right. Like culturally, probably like the beheading is there's some sort of distinction there, but this movie is just also like capital M metal uh-huh. compared to that one. So yeah, I, I would imagine that beheadings function as like a cultural touchstone. I'm sure, but also like as 300 has taught us, it's just a way to like up the r rating on your movie too you know so it could be either of those either or like the part where he the the very last shot where the uncle gets his head cut off at the volcano that's very reminiscent of like a thing in one of the 300 movies Uh like people are just like surrounded by like fire and embers Mm -hmm. and like someone gets his head cut off at like four thousand frames per second like crazy slow-mo it's also like star wars it's kind of like star wars too yeah. people like beheadings in the movie i think in the movies that's what tarantino would say at least <laughs> it's fun it's fun it's the movies come on <laughs> uh cool yeah well this has been our edgiest bit so far all right thank you very much thanks guys Bye. Next time.